Hey, welcome to Hey Jen. I'm your host, Jenna, and if you tune in to the first and introductory episode, I wanted to thank you for the initial support, and I hope it got you excited for what was coming up next. With this being the second but first official episode, I thought it would be right to start it off by talking about mindset, and in addition to that, how I personally deal with some emotional turbulence, to put it nicely. It's September, school is starting, or maybe it has for some listeners out there. And for those who have started school already, I hope that you're able to take it easy for the time being and that no moments of extreme stress have happened yet. But if you feel one coming, then I hope this episode came to you at the right time. Okay, first off, let's be real. School is super persistent in testing the strength of your mindset. And I'm talking about the moments where you have a wave of assignments and so many exams coming at you on top of extracurriculars or any part-time jobs that you already have on your plate. Those peak stressful moments just make you feel like you're the dog meme in Adventure Time. You know, the one that is sitting in a room that's on fire and going like, this is fine. Yeah, sometimes I relate so hard to that. But all memes aside and in all seriousness, it is easy to get discouraged from built-up stress especially during exam season when everybody is stressed and you want to vent, but you hold back on it because you don't want to add to the extra stress. Or maybe you don't want to get a casual, you'll be fine from them. So you keep it all to yourself until the pent up stress converts itself to another means so that it can leave your system. Often at times it comes out as tears, bursts of anger or straight up yelling like Michael Scott from The Office. Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, but that's part of the student life. Just having crying sessions, moments where you scream out of stress and stress eating, it's all a phase. And I totally get you. You know, it feels good to be able to let loose and cushion yourself against stress with food, binge watching TV, or by whatever means. But it does not lend itself to a healthy habit, and it does not fare well in the long run. Because constantly doing that as your primary way of de-stressing makes it very easy for you to lose control over your emotions. You could even risk releasing stress at the most undesirable places like in public or if you're working, then yelling at your colleagues over video call. And to be completely honest, I've come close to going Michael Scott at the library and in the classroom before. You know, although it didn't actually happen, it was still scary thinking about how that would have turned out if it did happen and if I wasn't able to keep my stress in check. It made me realize the importance of mindset and the role that it played in allowing me to achieve my goals or simply being able to stay sane at the moment. Although it is something that we have a tendency to overlook or not pay much attention to when we have so much going on already, It remains something that needs to be in check because mindset is what makes or breaks your ability to do something and it affects the quality of your interactions with people and events as well. When one small thing goes wrong or doesn't go according to plan, it's easy to feel like a failure and that you can't do anything in life and then a mental breakdown might ensue. Or you can see it as a learning opportunity as you diagnose and evaluate what went wrong, what the mishap was attributed to, whether you did what you could at the given moment, and what you can do differently next time. 
Doing this allows you to grow each time as you operate with more perspective and intention. Now, know that this doesn't mean thinking happy thoughts and neglecting your responsibilities. Firstly, it isn't realistic to smile and be happy all the time because we are human beings with emotions after all. And secondly, it is rather navigating your responsibilities with a can-do attitude and a can-learn attitude, despite the stress and difficulty that they bring. There are two main types of mindsets that I want to chat about today, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. You've probably heard of them to an extent before, but just as a backgrounder for those who are new to this concept, it was developed by psychologist Carol Dweck and discussed in detail in her book, which is called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Now, the key differences between the two types of mindsets is that the growth mindset sees failure as a way of growing. It sees challenges as a way of stretching their limits and doing more than they thought was possible. They view feedback as constructive criticism and as a stepping stone for achieving their goals, and they get inspired when they see the success of others. But on the other hand, the fixed mindset has a tendency to see failure as the limitation of their abilities, as something that caps their potential at that certain level. They see a lot of things as innate as well, like either you are good at a subject matter or you are not good at it. They don't really consider learning to become good at it. They view potential as something that is predetermined and they would rather stay away from challenges and to not be pushed that way. Because you are simulating this part of your brain called the caudate nucleus, which triggers the tendency for you to focus on the downsides of a situation. In fact, research shows that overstimulating that area can actually lead to anxiety and depression. Something that I've noticed is that especially during times of stress or just on crappier than usual days, there is a tendency to fall into a fixed mindset. And what I mean by that is when you are feeling down, it's really easy to spiral into negative self-talk to compare yourself to other people and feel like your self-worth is based on the circumstance that you are dealing with, whether it is an unfavorable test score or getting a lot of requests to fix something that you thought you did a good job on. And to be completely fair, those moments can certainly make you feel trapped. So I'd like to share with you some strategies that I use to cultivate a growth mindset that keeps me grounded during moments of stress and disappointment. During moments where I feel a lot of pent-up stress that could release itself at any given moment, the first thing that I do is to stop what I'm doing and just count to 10. You know, taking deep breaths after each count and clearing my mind as I count upwards. If one count or one round of counting doesn't help, then I do it again for 10 more seconds. I would usually repeat until I am feeling more calm and more level-headed. Then I would proceed onto acknowledging and processing my thoughts and emotions. Like letting a friend rant, I would isolate myself in a quiet environment, which is usually my bedroom, and I would just allow myself to reflect and feel the way that I do. Sad, angry, annoyed, every feeling is valid. I won't try to correct myself by saying that I shouldn't feel that way, or it is wrong for me to feel that way, because it is what it is. That's how I'm feeling at that moment, and it's something that needs to be addressed. 
If it suits you better, you can also do this through journaling if you would rather write, but I personally stick to thinking because my hands get very tired when I am stressed out. Then the second thing that I do is practice pacing or guided ranting. As I let all the moods and emotions flow through my head, I try to pace my thoughts, telling myself to list them out one at a time and then stopping after each one by posing the question, why? For example, if it was just not my day and I felt really pissed, then I would let myself feel pissed. But then instead of running onto other feelings, I'd stop there and ask myself, why do I feel pissed? Then I would answer that question. Maybe I had a mountain of assignments due and I feel overwhelmed. Or maybe I didn't study enough for an exam and I'm really disappointed at myself for not managing my time better. Or I'm really pissed because somebody responded to me in a way that I found pretty offensive. After that, I look at what can be done next time and how it will be done. Going with the same example, it might be the next time I will find a way to respectfully speak up and correct them so they don't offend me again or somebody else. Now, how will I do it? I might say something along the lines of, I know you meant it as a joke, but this is a sensitive situation and it doesn't really sit well with me. So I'd appreciate it if you refrain from making those kinds of jokes. And do you see what I'm doing? Rather than just feeling those expressions and moving on, I'm forcing myself to stop, think, reflect, and understand my feelings, deriving the root cause of them. This is powerful because it allows you to understand why you are feeling that way, making you more emotionally aware and mindful as you operate with more intention, which ultimately translates into self-awareness and the ability to control your emotions rather than having your emotions control you. I'm actually a much bigger fan of this exercise than venting to someone because I tend to have very complicated and multi-layered emotions that are quite difficult to explain to other people unless I write an essay. Also, being a very self-reliant person, I like to resolve as much as I can on my own and only leveraging others once I run out of resources. But that's just my style, at least. But regardless, you know yourself best, do what works best for you. And if you'd like, here is a guided process that you can follow along with if you are feeling stressed, overwhelmed, or if it is simply something that you think you would benefit from. Otherwise, you can feel free to fast forward to the end. The guided process begins now. Hey, how are you feeling today? Remember that every thought and emotion that you are going through right now is valid. Let yourself experience all of your raw thoughts and emotions the way they are right now. Let's pause after each one. Why do you think you feel the way that you do? That makes sense. What do you think you can do about it next time?
this brings us to the end of our pacing exercise. I hope that you're feeling less burdened and that you are able to clear your mind after trying it out. I encourage you to use the strategy whenever you feel confronted with a wave of emotions. Take it one step at a time at your own pace. Well, this brings us to the end of episode two. If you've made it this far, thank you so, so much for sticking by and tuning in today. Some key takeaways today is to hone your mindset and establish a can-do attitude. Remember, nothing is ever fixed as long as you are willing to make an effort to bring about better results. If you are feeling stressed or having a bad day, pace and guide your thoughts so that you can operate with passion, purpose, and perspective each and every time. That brings us to the very end of this episode. If you enjoyed what you listened to today and so far, be sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast on the platform that you are streaming on and follow it on the Hey Gen podcast on Instagram. Until next time, bye!